0: This podcast is for kinky adults only and those of you that might be curious. Welcome to another episode of the MasterCast. Thanks for downloading. Uh, If you haven't yet, feel free to go to iTunes and subscribe. And while you're there, you can also leave uh, a comment, a review, if you will, uh, on the MasterCast. So far, all of them uh, have been very positive and Very few people know this, but every single time uh, someone leaves a positive comment on the Massacast, an angel gets its wings. Speaking of heavenly bodies, uh, you know how you can keep baby Jesus from crying? You can donate right now to the Massacast. Yes, you can go to massacast.com, click on the donate button, and uh, you know every penny you donate uh, helps uh, pay for the bandwidth, helps pay for new equipment. Speaking of new equipment, I'm actually looking at buying a uh, a Zoom H4n portable digital recorder because normally when I record, I have to lug around this heavy equipment and I actually got a herniated disc recently and my doctor asked me, he said, do you haul around a lot of heavy recording equipment to record kinky people and listen to them talk about sex and fucking and kinky stuff? I said, yes, I do. He goes, well, that's why you've got the herniated disc. So... I'm actually taking one for the team by hauling this stuff around. So if you donate, not only will you be donating for the bandwidth and for everything else, but you'll also be donating and helping uh, helping me save up for uh, a handy digital recorder that will save my back. So this episode recorded uh, a conversation with myself, my friend Evermore, and Adrian. He's an incredible photographer who, if you're at any... Good event in New York City. You will see Adrian there with with a camera. And so we sat down with him and before we started the official interview part, the microphone was on and recording, but he just said something that, well, we really couldn't ignore
1: that's what we used to do with the French assistant <laughs> what a whole, whole row of boys at the back wanking away to the French assistant who was teaching wow and she'd say what are you doing back there stand up and you'd have to take your lid up and say nothing miss <laughs> oh, wow no mm-hmm. that's funny wow. no way yes yes yeah, she was really pretty too if I remember correctly
2: what did she look like
1: petite French French yeah <laughs>
2: French is all that matters yeah French She's is all did she wear a uniform?
1: No, she had a short skirt and, and nice long le- brown legs and nice shoes and looked at you like you were a piece of tender morsel. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> tender morsel.
3: <muscle. laughs>
1: so the whole wow. back row would be,
0: would be basically just watching her the whole time and...
1: Uh, I don't think they did it every lesson, otherwise they would have probably not got the marks. But right. It happened on, on of various occasions, yeah.
0: Wow. How big was the class?
1: Twenty? Twenty, okay. Yeah, so meanwhile I was in the front row with a mirror trying to go under the under the desk. Because <laughs> that'd be the voyeur, right? Of course, yeah. Back then,
3: even.
1: Remember the French teacher's name? No, she be she was called the French assistant.
0: That was she was called the French assistant. Mm. Wow. I French, French give... language assistant? No, the French I think, I she think the French. She
2: was French
1: assistant. And maybe.
0: an assistant. Yeah. Yeah, is, is is that one of your earliest memories of being a voyeur? Is
1: no, actually, I thought <laughs> um, voyeur, earliest voyeur, voyeur, voyeur. Memories. Let's see if I can think of what my earliest one. Well, the first one that comes to mind, actually, but then it has to be something primarily be- before that because I was I was in the quadrangle at school and we had this art teacher who was really good looking and she never wore a bra and she had really nice tits, very pointed tits and this nice white crisp shirt and um, I remember in the quadrangle I was thinking I was the only one who fancied her but then there were these two first formers in there and I, I'm standing near the bench and I hear this conversation and the conversation goes something like "Yeah, she's, she's, she's bending over now here well, now, now, she, now there she goes she's bending over now like right across like 200 yards away is, a, is this and she's bending over and you, could, you know if you like squinted you could see down her blouse you know <laughs> Um, it was all boys' school too, so uh, there weren't a lot. Like, there was some—I mean, some you know, sort of heavyweight females there who were who could lift the desk up and crash it on your head. Um, <laughs> they
0: almost had to at an yeah, old boys' school,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the whole point was to see if you could get the teacher to lose it. And if, yeah, if you could get the teacher to lose it, then you had a good day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so how would you how would you go about trying to get the teacher to lose it?
1: Well, I mean, first of all, the teacher had to be—I don't know what the word is—they they had to be uh, useless enough to lose it. In in other words, you know, they had they, they had to be not witting, because the, there were teachers there who who were sharp enough to know what was going on, and just by a, a word or—I mean, it's not physical size; I, they just commanded respect. Uh-huh. You know, and, um, I remember the first day, Mr. Duckett, our maths teacher as we were 11 years old, and uh, I, I think they were all trying to see how, how far they could push him, and, and uh, I think it was the first lesson in the first day of school, and he just looked up at one boy and said, Granger, go downstairs to the office, get the Punish book and the cane right now, and a dead silence, he came back with the Punish book book and the cane, he said, put it there, go sit down, and not a single peep out of the rest of the class for rest of the year. <laughs> okay, well, well first up, what's a Punish book? Punishment book Punishment book Is that like a You have to record Any corporal punishment Had to be recorded In this book Oh okay And witnessed Date Boy Child You know Wow Number of what sits. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so did, did they have Like a sliding scale Of what offense Equated to what put I don't punishment? know
1: Maybe they did I had no idea But I mean I know that in, in you, you I got caned for thieving uh, I was thieving test tubes. God knows why I was thieving test tubes. I, mean, just, it was, I, was, I think I was a magpie. You know, like, there was gl- glittering test tubes. They were fascinating. So I stole four and put them in my, suit, my, my, my school, box, school bag. And the uh, chemistry teacher was a nasty fucker. He caught me and he said, what's in there? He said, you're fishing around and He got, dragged me to the headmaster's office. And I think I got three stripes for that. Um, and it's all kept... There's a, in, there's a glass case in the headmaster's office... And in, in there is sort of like various punishments books, g- g- going back like you know, hundred years, <laughs> <laughs> filled with <some> brown stained <laughs> writing, you know, and then a very a bunch of canes in there. Right. You know. It was a, it was a freestanding glass case.
0: Wow. It makes you wonder if, like uh, if if your class made them required to get a bigger glass case or something like that because they filled up so many punishment books.
1: When did you discover photography? When well, I was about nine. Um again I didn't realise it. I was actually I have some of my early I've I've got a little picture of somewhere. I have lost it and I keep meaning to scan it. I was actually very interested in f- kept, uh, taking pictures when I was about nine or ten. And I had um I got I had a little box brownie, bakelite, or is it Bakelite I never know. I, was, if I if I say bakelite, someone's gonna say it's baker If I say it's baker they'll say it's Bakelite <laughs> But I think it's bakelite. It's that hard plastic ceramic stuff that they, they used bakelite. to use for Bakelite? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, Bakelite. Yeah. Bakelite, you see. She's saying Bakelite. Um, I was just disagreeing to disagree. Potato <laughs> Yeah, you know, it looks, it looks like tortoise shell. Like the purses and all kinds yeah, of Yeah, that's stuff. right. Yes. Exactly, yeah. A lot of things. It's sort of like a 60s, 50s uh, material that... And it, when it gets old, it's and it burns. It I use it, ins- it crackles, and yep. the insulation, it smells really awful. Yes. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, it was a box brownie made out of baked and, and it had a little red window in the back and you put the film in you wound it to number one and I went to the park and took pictures and then i bought uh, went to the library and got books on uh, how to develop film, so I knew how to develop film long before I was near a dark room, but I was eleven but I knew how to develop film and but i never had a chance. I read all about it yeah um and it wasn't until about. I was 18, 19, I think 19, it's 18 when I went to college to do interior design, but my friend got a um, job as working in a lab, a color lab, and got a camera and we started, he started playing the camera and we went out, and all of a sudden I was like, oh wow, gosh, I, I, you know, I became totally immersed in it, I lasted about three years in college and drop, dropped out dropped out to become a photographer.
0: So you started when you were 19? Being basically full-time
1: yeah, when, yeah that's when I started taking pictures and, and, and developing and, and, and I got myself a dark room put myself a dark room together and then um, I tried to I tried to uh, get a job as an assistant um, but they uh, there were plenty of jobs assisting they, they wanted me to sweep floors and things which was, I thought was fine I was willing to do that but then I dropped out of college and nobody even wanted me to sweep the floors so there was absolutely nothing out there so I got a job uh, for about six months working in Glaxo, a pharmaceutical company, in the R&D department, photography department, and oh, okay. that was that was like um, an assistant. It was an assistant photographer, whatever that meant. It was basically loading film and loading the microscopes and and stuff like that. Sort of grunt work type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was it was sort of. I, I mean I found I, the things I found interesting like you know these organisms that they had pictures of they were like I was like looking at this thing it was beautiful a, 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 a electronic uh, electron microscope electron scanning microscope mm-hmm. where they were three dimensional m- very s- tiny particles fascinating stuff but to them it was just there was they didn't see beauty in it they saw you know a molecule B 595 you know whatever, <laughs> right. whatever. Right. um and uh i was i I was i I, again i i quit because i i was offered i was looking for some assisting work elsewhere and i quit and uh when i quit there was they'd all gone again and then i was about to go start selling something something awful over the telephone i needed a job at that point and uh do you, remember, do you remember what it was? No, it was just something awful over the phone. You had to say, I mean, The whole point about it was selling. Right. Okay. And, you know, uh, and I went to the interview, and this guy just didn't stop talking to me for half an hour in the interview. And I actually went with my girlfriend at the time, and, and she uh, we left there, and she said, if you take that job and turn out like him, I'm going to leave you straight away. She left me anyway. <laughs> but... but um, I was like, oh god, and I had no idea what, he was, what it was anyway. I know what I remember, so, but then this company advertised, and it was a company of architectural model makers. They built models for architects, and uh, they advertised in the wrong magazine. They advertised in an amateur magazine, not in where normal photography jobs are advertised, which is British Journal of Photography. You know? Yeah. A stuffy thing in the back, you know, cat. Well, in this, you know, I'm, I, they put the ad in and, and it's like next to like, you know, take pictures of your girlfriend in my studio and, you know, cameras for sale and artistic photographs for sale. And then there's this company says so photographer needed must have experience with three dimensions, three dimensional work and microscopes. Oh, perfect. So I came out of, you know, three months or six months at Glaxo and supposedly something I'd done at college, which was in three dimensional design. And I think I was the only one who applied and I got the job. Because <laughs> uh, nobody it's pretty else. Pretty good <laughs> odds. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and what it was was they had, it was a, they, they built these architectural models and they had a, something called an endoscope, which is a probe that they would put down into these models and, and walk around and take pictures of it now this is and it actually came out of um something from the world war 2 that this company developed a, um uh the means to for bombers bomber pilots to fly in uh into enemy territory and drop bombs and it was this gigantic thing like a treadmill and they had a models on this and it would roll. It was, it was really sort of Klankenstein technology, you know, yeah. think of that. <laughs> and, uh, but the problem was, it was, this thing was really complicated to use and, and required a tremendous amount of light. And they kept hiring freelance photographers or sending it out to freelance photographers to try and get pictures done. And um, they realized that they, they should get someone in house. And they took me on, and uh, I was there for about seven years. Seven years. And actually, that's where I learnt how to take pictures. They were about to throw me out six months after I joined. The the, the boss sort of said, it's nothing personal, but uh, unless you actually get any better, we're going to have to let you go. Um, so I actually sort of spent a week really knuckling down. And actually, I was taking pictures and developing it and printing it wet and then making adjustments to go back, take it again, print it wet mm-hmm. and develop it, you know, and just kept doing it for a week and then all of a sudden it just sort of turned around
2: So now we're mid-twenties late-twenties yeah.
1: yeah, and then I for uh, uh, some reason decided to come to America but basically it was about a girl, there was a girl involved Isn't it always? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's um, about a girl <laughs> Well I had met, actually it was weird, I mean I met this girl German girl and I, I, was, I was in Spain taking pictures of um, Spanish Mauricio architecture for one of my clients in London. And most of my stuff was studio work, but very occasionally I got some location work. Um, and I met this German girl in Spain while I was there, and I decided we'd go and live in Spain, and it was all beautiful. It was lovely country, beautiful sunshine, and right by the water, and architecture, and the food was amazing. But that didn't work, and so I just... Obviously, you know, the sort of bug of leaving England was up my arse, so... Um, a year later, I met an American girl through my brother and decided to come to America and to come to New York. I came to New York for a for a, Actually, I didn't decide to come to America. I came to New York for a visit. And immediately on arriving in New York, I'd never thought of moving to America, to be quite honest. If I Now I'm remembering. When I, when I got here, I just suddenly felt amazing. I, I think probably had a lot to do with the fact it was October and it was hot. Mm. I think that had a lot to do with it. (laughs) (laughs) It was an Indian summer. Right. Uh, And I remember coming from... And it was suddenly all this... I just felt really wonderful. A really wonderful city. And um, so I went home I sold everything up, quit my job and came here. Bummed around for a year and it took me... You know, it it sort of exhausted my savings. And I think uh, uh, at the end of the year, I got my first job. And it sort of, you know, sort of pattered along ever since. Was yeah.
2: that in
1: fashion? Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was yeah, it was. Eyewear uh, I, I company. Yeah, it was company eyewear sh- and hair products too. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for for a long time, I pattered around doing that.
2: Okay, so you go from photographing organisms to m- arch- models of architecture to fashion. Mm. Um, and that was all your work. That was what you did for a living. What did you do for your heart?
1: <sighs> Painted model soldiers.
2: Model soldiers.
1: Yes. Samurai. Really. Yeah. Miniatures.
0: Wow. That's just, I, I've never heard
1: of this. Point. This is. I still have it here somewhere. I still have a couple I brought yeah. Somewhere, right? Where? Did, did
2: you put them up there? Or oh, they they in, no, box. I think they're in
1: they're In, in the closet, in, yeah. the closet, I, bro- in the I was um, <clears throat> fascinated by these things. Well, it was an outgrowth, actually, because of the of the architectural models. I kept trying to figure out... Uh, one of the things that photographing the architectural models, obviously, was to make them look real. Hmm. Um, and, you know, one of the things I would do was to... if. if if you had a a site it it only worked if you were in London um, because they never had a budget to send me anywhere else but uh, if a building was going up in London I would go to the site where it was going to be built and photograph the site from various uh, locations Mm -hmm. and then photograph this architectural model and then strip the two together so I'd have to plot out you know distances and angles Mm -hmm. and and line everything up and and back then you know it would you know there would be somebody there with a very sharp scalpel cutting the pictures in you know Mm. you imagine cutting tree leaves out and overlaying it all in and stuff like that so very complicated procedure but so I, i was very interested in in making realities out of some of these things and I was thinking how how you know how, uh, and i was very- you know it's, it's something English too it's something it's more more English than american is this sort of session with toy soldiers and model railways and model aeroplanes um, it was quite co- not not unusual to sort of you know, do that so that's i was very interested in 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 like skin tones and and making the you know painting these these figurines in such a manner as um they could be photographed and look real mm-hmm. um but uh, it wasn't a conscious thing of doing it for my soul. That, that's, something, uh, that's, a, that's a recent thing. This, what, do I do, what do I do for myself? Right. Which is, I assume, what your question was.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, what, that's better. a
1: very recent thing. Very, very recent.
2: Since you've come out of the fog. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, so I you said out.
2: you were in a fog for about 40 years. Mm. What released you? What, what brought the clouds away? What illuminated
1: well, the, I went through a really sort uh, of not a very nice marriage my second marriage t- I've been married twice the second one was it's not very pleasant uh, uh, as it got towards its sort of end of it and became it was actually very brutal at the end um, and devastated me primarily because of my daughters involved and that's become very painful for me uh, and it left me in a, in a very hard place and um around that time I was trying I was struggling with with like well what do I have to say with my pictures you know I mean what would happen sometimes I'd have a client for a long time and then they'd drop me and then I'd have you know and, and there was this issue of what is it what do you do when nobody asks you to take a picture oh. and I was starting to I was doing that but it wasn't conscious of why I was doing it um, there was I was touching on elements too of um, polyamory but I didn't know that's what it was was um, I was Brushing up against kinky communities. Um, that's actually a much better word, kinky. I think. Yeah. yeah, we would. We we mentioned that earlier. I think kinky is a better word.
2: Yeah, we couldn't decide. Yeah, you know. yeah.
1: Um, How do you mean brushing up against? Um, relatively, I think. Um, I w- relatively speaking, I think I was very narrow. Not mar- narrow-minded, but I sheltered. Yeah, I was very sheltered. I didn't really. I don't think I really came across uh, a, f- uh, a sexually free woman um, until I met Irene. In, in term, and, in, and what I mean by that, I think, is um, uh, someone who's very comfortable with sex and very mm. happy about it, and mm. and is has a normalcy about it. Um, it was always there was always problems there was always like uptightness and this shouldn't you know this you can't do and that you can't do and um, uh, although you see when I was younger I mean I remember I stole a book from W.H. Smith and Sons it was called Robert Charter's Sex Manners for Boys and Men
3: oh
1: sex manners sex sex etiquette Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, if you're going to (laughs) have anal sex keep your pinky up Yes. Is that
1: what it means? Well, no, what you, well, oh, yeah, no, well, when you're drinking tea and having anal sex No, um, it was um, I don't even know if anal sex was men- mentioned in it what, Okay, I've got to find out what this book is about Well um, Robert, Dr. Robert Chartres, Charters? 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 Charters. Sex for boys um, It was basically what to do in bed when you're having sex and manners,
0: like can well, how, some, yeah, some examples. Or? Well,
1: what you should do with your hands and how you should approach it, what you should do with your tongue, the sort of order, the sequence, you know, how you should behave. Wow. It was actually a very good physical, practical manual, manual because <laughs> it sort of proved its value when I was sort of like seventeen, eighteen, and you know, I, I tended to like older girls, and they seemed to be quite happy, but I never, I never found I was really, I you know that. That wondrous thing that all boys, little boys, young boys should have is that sort of uh, uh, teacher in an older woman. I never actually got, mm-hmm. um, which I you I had kinda, the
2: book, you didn't need it.
1: Well, <laughs> it would have it would have been no, I would have been nice, you know. I would have liked to have I would have liked to have been taken in hand, literally, <laughs> literally in literally, right. literally, <laughs> this so is I never what really you got, do. yeah, yeah, and 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 sort of most of the time um, I, was, uh, I was I was I was. Um, do you still have the book, by the way? I didn't mean to interrupt. Do you have the book? No, no. no but I'm, I'm sure you Amazon can Google there. it. <laughs> Sex manners. That's got to be an Oscar. Awesome well, wait. Well, you know, you've you've you've, you've have you have you have seen those sort of uh, public service things, right? You can you can. There's all over the internet. Those like um, you, all government. Uh, you know what to do on a date. Right. Now you see Jonathan here, he's go- taking the girl on the wrong hand and they have that, they're have they going to the school dance and yes. is he, wearing his, he wears his tie on the right banner here and he's combed his hair, he's brushed his teeth. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> so this, is what, this is what you should do and make sure you've washed properly and, you know. <laughs> but it, but this, in this case, it was for sex. Yes. That's very entertaining.
0: Have yeah, you, have you very seen, in, I used to wank to it. Have you seen, <laughs> have you seen, are you familiar with Mi- Mystery Science Theater 3000? No. This sounds like something that yes. they would do a, Um, So, but you said the book—the book sounds like the book helped you in in multiple ways.
1: Yes, because porn was illegal, Mm. and the best you could get was health and efficiency on the newsstand, and you you had to nick that. (laughs) Health, health and efficiency. Yeah, H and E. It was pictures of nudist colonies. (laughs)
2: Okay, sure. Right.
1: Yeah, so it was called health and efficiency. I think it was health and efficiency. (laughs) That's hilarious. So it was basically. It was, it was like, you know, it was like the penthouse of the 60s. Sure. And, this, and, yeah, 60s. Non-National
2: Geographic?
1: Oh, no, 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 no. How are you feeling today, Myrtle? Uh, <laughs> very efficient, thank you. And there would be all these pictures of families naked. Right. Just standing around smiling and throwing ball in the water and, and doing sort of beach there. things, you know. That's very funny. Summer camp things, but naked. So the, the idea,
0: and I know we're kind of backtracking a little bit, mm. but... Um, when you were taking, you were taking pictures, did, how, how often did the idea of, I'd like to take photos of people in different health and efficiency situations...
1: Never occurred to me. It never occurred to you? No. Um, I never came across girls who wanted to be photographed naked. Until or rather, I never came across girls I, who I wanted... There were, I'm sure there were lots of girls that I did come across who would have liked to have been photographed naked... But I didn't want to photograph them naked mm-hmm.
2: until, because this is how this is how a lot of us in the kink community know you. You're present in the public parties. You show us an image of ourselves with incredible beauty, with um, s- striking beauty, um, and if we don't know you, a lot would assume that this is just what you do. Um, so more multi-dimensional than that but but still something attracted you so until when until when did you start photographing the nudity the kink the the sublime of alternative communities um when did that happen
1: i don't think i did any nudes until after i was my second marriage and i was divorced. Uh, I did some of my, 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 my second wife um, when she was pregnant. And I was uncomfortable with the idea. Uh, because I was married, I didn't get much support in that area to do that. I, though she was very jealous. So anything, any attention I paid uh, to anybody else... Um, and it requires a lot of balls to get a girl undressed, and a lot of deviance too. Yeah, you have to be very deviant to get a girl undressed for the camera, <laughs> or a guy, for that matter. Um, well, I, yeah, I supp- yeah, yeah. I don't think there's any difference in that. Um, and I, I don't know if it was a good or a bad thing, because I mean, sex and vision. For me, visuals, and, and I mean, I was a peeping tom. You know, as a as a as a younger man, I still am. But but you know, there was a point where I'd stay up until three in the morning looking at my bedroom window. But actually, the, with the cameras, the camera, you you, you I, I, it's a it's a difficult area. I mean, I'm ha- I'm much more comfortable with it now. Um, and it's not you know, it's not just nudity too. It's it's uh, people having sex or or doing things of a sexual nature. I think I would have liked to have done it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not looking at it as, 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 a, as a great lack of something in my life at that time. Um, I'm not sure. i have to think about that. I'm trying to remember how I felt. Um, Do you remember how it started? Damask, the latex stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damask fascinated me. I came across that when, um, when I met the chap who worked there. It sort of just evolved from something. It's sort of it's like smoke taking a, a, a harder form.
2: I only came onto the scene about five or six years ago. Mm. And it was shortly after coming onto the scene that I started noticing you. I don't, I don't know mm. if you were there before I got there, um, but I was noticing you. And mm. then I believe, um, I don't know if it was at um, a party that used to be around called Vite. Or mm-hmm. if it was at a party that used to also used to be around called um Slave to Lust, mm-hmm. um, where we got to know each mm-hmm. other better. But it seemed to me that it um photographing um this particular world was was relatively new to you
1: mm. about five or six mm. years it ago. It was. Yeah.
2: You seemed very attracted to it though. Mm. And um yeah. and uh but um well, you 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 seemed very attracted to mm. it, and what exactly was it that attracted you?
1: Well, again, it's the sort of female th- aspect to it first. That was initial. Um, I mean, now I would say I would say, I say female. I'm only saying that now because now, although I'm I'm still still uh, quite straight, I find myself. Um, requiring i it's i like men as well mm. and uh i like i like the balance the, the the balance between male and female aspect um and i have no qualms about photographing men sexually too um although it's sort of it's uh it's nice to have the female present as well you know it's like um i like i do like the balance um when the energy's right between two people too or when that when when people seem to have a a good grasp of the energy. I think when it's distorted, then I get, I get disturbed. Um, what does that mean? When, when they're not in tune with each other, when, when you can, when, when I can see where one person is reluctant or overbearing or defensive or, or problematic, it's very visible to me. Um, can, primarily because I experienced it myself. So, but then, you know, I can see it, you know, in, in there. And, and there's, um, you know the pressures that people go under. You know the self-awareness and pressures that they feel that they're, they're being put under.
2: The photographs that I've seen you produce are, and I, I think this is what you're talking about. You tend to be attracted to the couples or the groups that are um, that have a certain harmony amongst the the song that the male is playing the song that the female is playing or or whoever it might be there's just something that is beautiful and united about what we're seeing in this moment and um... and it's and it's very sacred as opposed to i think what you tend to not photograph or what i've watched you walk away from is people who think that Okay, so if I'm going to be kinky, I need to wear this uniform and play this game with this kind of person who's arching her back in just that kind of way, and I'm, you know, outstretching my chest in just this kind of way, and Probably. this is my form, right? And it's sort of a, you know, it's it's sort of a pres- prescribed um, um, moment between people. Who may not be familiar with who they are in the scene, and so they have this sort of archetype to follow. Um, but you seem to be attracted to the people who it's just a part of who they are, and they're sharing a moment with each other, um, and they don't need to worry about what the what the um, you know the forms are and the dialogue is and the uniform is. It's just a moment that they're sharing together. Do you think that that's accurate?
1: Uh. In a way yes, but w- I think what what it is that and, and uh, I think what it is that that's um, what I don't like is when it's fake when um, the whatever gestures and whatever uh, interactions going on is um, just for the camera and um, is doesn't actually have a, have a have an ending to it hmm. um i'm not saying you know necessarily has to a, a end in 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 sort of or an orgasm or, or or sex but you it has to there has to be like uh somewhat musical i suppose you know beginning a middle and an end hmm. to what they're doing um but you know i mean too it's bear in mind that i'm intruding on a moment in time hmm. Um, if I were to be there all the time, it would be very boring. So what I'm taking away f- is just that moment I, I was there. Um, I there's, there's some people who pose. When you talk about posing, it's a very interesting area. Um, there's people who think that they know what... A pose is mm. and it 's a sort of american idol pose a Amer- commercial television type pose mm. then there 's a pose where one 's aware of how one 's body looks um, and there 's a subtle difference between the two because the american idol american te- television and uh, television pose is a, is an exaggerated perversion of a of a copy of a copy of a copy mm. um, you know so Everybody, you know, people people who go on uh, these these shows, they're they're copying stuff, which is a bad copy of a bad copy. Yeah. So, you know, that's what happens if somebody's had no exposure to arts, I suppose. You know, um, but there's some people, you know. I mean, I I I I know there was there was there's a young there's a girl, um, 22, 23, young girl. She's a, a, a I think she was a stripper, but she. Um, totally was conscious of how her body looked. She was not someone you would call as sort of the pneumatic penthouse type body very skinny um, but she had a tremendous amount of power over what she could make her body do and how she could make her... B- she's conscious of also how it affects people who would be attracted to her whether they're men or, f- men or women so by by turning her body in a certain way she was clearly posing it's not as though she was not it w- wasn't something that she was not conscious of she was h- highly conscious of what her the power of of whether she turned a leg this way or or lifted a bottom up in a certain way or turned a shoulder very conscious about those movements for the camera mm-hmm. um but and i mean and, and even when she was playing with her boyfriend uh the movements that she played used playing, and it was a very. They were very. They were fully, fully graphic. I mean, were were extremely stylized, mm. but real. Mm-hmm. I felt very real, and it's almost to almost a point where you where you talked about earlier. We were talking about worshiping. There's a ritual to it, which is also missing. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, um, you know, the, the you you think of maybe two i don't know if i don't know if it's accurate to talk about animals but uh you know if you, I, the first thing that came into mind was two dogs like just suddenly going at it on the on, on in, in an alleyway yeah. but then i'm thinking hang on you know you when you look at birds and how they perform their mating functions and and the ritual that's involved and the display of plumage and what they do um i think is is very valid and very important um I mean, I've also seen people who are having sex, you know, as, and it was like, um, I don't know, what the word would be, uh, I don't know what the word is. It's not, it's not a very nice term. I'm trying to think of the one that's accurate. Um, a quick grunt was the only thing I could describe their their sex. So just a quickie, just a quick grunt. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I try. It's, I've seen it. Um I mean, I've seen Russians. Russians seem to have have a grim quality to their sex. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah in fact, have you know, I, I, I I'm trying to write. I want to write a story. I mean, it's like a bunch of Russians having grim sex in the corner. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying just, to imagine what grim sex. Yeah, it's like you know. Well, I do recall something my father said to me once when I was much younger. He was like he said something. It was, um, you know, the things that you say to get laid, to get a woman into bed. What you do, and if those were to see the light of day most of the part, you know, they'd be excruciatingly embarrassing and bad. Um, Methodical sex, I suppose, grim methodical sex Mm -hmm. in the corner, uh, in in an orgy. Was dispassionate. uh, Dispassionate. Um, disconnected. disconnected, dispassionate. Yeah, discon- a lot of disses there. <laughs> so, do you, when you're taking photos
0: uh, of a scene or something like that, do you prefer that they not know you're you're there? Or, it doesn't matter. Uh, doesn't matter. It
1: doesn't matter. Um, I,
0: I, I just because I speak from personal experience of of uh, having gone to a party or something like that, and then she'll send me photos like two days later I'm like Whoa, I didn't well, even see from, them there. From, those are hot from you know?
1: an ethical point of view I prefer that they know I'm there sure I think um, purely purely strictly from an ethical point of view because knowing I'm there or not knowing I'm there gives me different results and neither one is better than the other mm-hmm. sometimes the fact they know you know some people play differently when they know I'm there and I'm taking pictures they sort of all oh, the peacock feathers suddenly can't come yeah. you know Sort of aura of peacock it's you know, so it's just subtle ways in which they move, which is fine. I don't, I have no problem with that. Um, and uh, if um, I, I the only times, the only times I, I'm, I don't make my presence felt is when I know that they, uh, that there are people I know who are comfortable with me being there, mm-hmm. um, and I know that it's safe for me to shoot. And, and I'm also very conscious, and I, I, I walk a very fine line, and I sometimes overstep it. That I'm really intruding too. I mean, I'm given a lot of trust, but at the same time, I'm intruding. Um, I, you know, the the there's a the, there's a temptation to re to adjust bodies and angles and change things like that, and sometimes I'll do that. But you know, it's that sort of I don't want to. Well I, I I don't know whether it's valid to to influence what I'm photographing by my direction. Mm-hmm. You know I mean can you direct how somebody has sex you know yeah I mean you know it's like weird right? <laughs> Excuse me a second. Uh, no, like just hold we hold, tried. hold up. <laughs> yeah I have yeah it's very hard no, it's no, very like t- We have not
3: tried. Before.
1: Well we've never worked with professional. <laughs> yeah I've never worked with professional uh actors. Well a little bit. Yeah I mean but not Really fully blown, I you know it's it's I have to be careful because I think it's a rabbit hole that one can fall down. You can and I, I you can get pigeonholed into it, and it affects everything else I do too. You know, if I in my other world of photography, you know, people have they'll they'll, they'll take just a tiny bit of like Sylvia. You know, and my friend was like, oh, "You're not really shooting nudes on our fashion shoot, are you?" Well, I don't have a single nude on my website, and somebody seems to think people. It sort of expands to fit whatever's mental space, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, and you know, I mean, it it turns me on. So, I mean, I but I don't want to spend my life, you know, sort of on a sexual nature with my photography. Um, But it's all sexual nature in a way. It's all about form, aesthetics, and and buildings have have sexual qualities to them. You know, landscapes and things, everything. Look at your flower pictures. I mean, is it really sexual nature, that stuff. Are they? Yeah, of course.
2: Really? Mm-hmm. Do you not think so? I, I... I don't know. I don't know, honestly. I don't really know. Well, yeah, I mean...
0: Um... <laughs> the petals opening up to receive the... No? No. no. Oh, I'm just
2: kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I-
1: well, yes, I mean, I think visually, I mean, you know, I mean... Everything is connected in that sense, I think. Um,
2: connected in what sense?
1: Whether it's, whether it's plants, architectures and people and what's functioning within that environment. You know, I mean, even take, take. I mean, the, the, if I were to take pictures of two people having sex in the in studio and then take them out and put them in an, an environment, there's two very different effects you'll get mm. um, you know, if you look at Helmut Newton, there's an, there's an you know I know he's got somewhere, has uh, his estate has to have a little box full of like his hardcore stuff I've seen one <laughs> and it is an amazing shot, I mean one of the things he did was mix power and money and sex mm. very well that's what he did, and that's what made his stuff really work, because his sex reeked of money and power.
3: Well those were
1: his fantasies. I suspect strongly that they weren't so much his fantasies that they really went on. Whether he directed them and created them to happen, or whether he was just there, you know, it's this Heisenberg thing of quantum physics, is it? You know, I mean, do you affect what you know, what, what is you see is, is affecting what what happens? I you mean, know? sure. um. Uh, you, you know, it's like there's a, I recall one shot of it's a beautiful like drawing room, really plush, opulent, old money drawing room. You know, stuff that's been around centuries. It's sort of. And there's uh, a man lying on a couch, and he's dressed, like you know, a, for a banker's meeting. And he's an older man in his sixties, maybe. And there's a woman in in a in a hat with a veil and a beautiful Chanel suit. With he's got his cock out and she's giving him a blowjob, yeah, and it's right there. It's no, there's nothing, sh- nothing obscuring it, and the whole it's it's one part of a architectural picture,
3: yeah.
1: You know, so um, everything I think has is, is connected in in, in in ways we don't real, realize. Um, I mean, we were watching something the other last night on on cannabis, mm-hmm. so the pl- plants right. Um, botany, botany of,
3: desire.
1: botany of desire, and what plants mean to us, and what and they would was talking about how, how how plants pollinate and you know the male, the female, and even electronic plug, male female plug parts. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like
2: we <sighs> need those things
1: to work. Yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I was wondering about when
0: you're walking around uh, an event or something like that. Do you can you feel when there's going to be a moment you're you're going to want to you were going to want to take a picture of before it happens? Well, like, for example, if you see a couple walking in, and do you say to yourself, wow, I've got I've to keep my eye on them, because something's going to happen there. Or are you just like, oh, look, here's two people making out.
1: I'm going to take some pictures and see if something happens, if something exciting happens. Or are you stalking? But it's both. It's, like, it's yeah. Both. Yeah. both. it's both. It's both. And don't forget, you know, also, I've got my own sort of, like, kinky things going on, too. It's like, you know, I have to play, be, be careful that I don't, you know... I don't. That that does not fuck up my um, environment that I'm working in. You know. What do you mean? I mean, you, you well, my I get turned on by watching, obviously, and I sure. also get turned on by being watched. Sure, as you know. As you know too. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell. What you? <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so, so you you? Mean, so you mean seriously? You mean that uh, your own personal
1: fetishes? You don't want those to get in the way of, well, let's say, uh, let's say. I have to be conscious of them okay. not that they get, they get they can get in the, they can get in the way but I have to be conscious not to let them get in the way too many times can you explain could you give us like a list of some of those things that well if I'm aware? getting turned on I mean do I take pictures or um, do I let myself be turned on and, and, and you know whatever that entails right um, you know because you can't read really do you know you can't really do both I've seen you try I, well I yeah. have I'm glad succeeded. <laughs> we tried to figure out
0: how to wire the camera, <laughs> right? Sure. Get one of those helmets with the camera on the top, you know, <laughs> you know like Al Franken used to have. Um, but you said you were, you were kind of stalking people, and you do both. You, you come sometimes happen yeah. upon it, and then you sometimes yeah. you know you can see a
1: couple yeah. people walking. You know that. Well, yeah, especially if I think their bits are going to be really nice to look at. <laughs> It's probably not hard to tell when that happens, right?
2: They're wobbly, but...
0: You uh... have you learned much? I mean, from your about yourself, from watching others play and stuff like that, or has that exposed you to? Uh,
3: yes,
1: yes. I i known like, one thing I've I've learned is um, make sure you have nice, nice, good underwear. Yes, <laughs> if, if, it's important. <laughs> can you can you? Grooming, grow, yes, <laughs> grooming. Um, <laughs> Spotty bottoms. If I, you know, like, do I have a spotty bottom or whatever? <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, I'm trying not to eat as much.
0: <laughs> um, so, 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 in seeing, in seeing, so you're saying you're learning from others' mistakes as well as.
1: Yeah. So there's, oh, that's that's the physical nature. I mean, but but behaviourally, I try. I mean I try to behave in if I see someone, I mean they're photographers I sometimes see who I I would I cringe because I could see that's not who I wanna be. Um, and it's that typical straight man mentality of like, you know, um I'm very I'm very I'm very suspicious of people who who are terribly straight now. Um <laughs>
2: we're all giggling Uh, she's just she's just someone who's terribly straight
0: Yeah, that's funny you you mentioned uh, you have to be a little deviant to get a woman to take her clothes off you to photograph her how does
1: that how do you mean deviant well what do you say look I want to see your pussy uh-huh. Now, I've decided that, in fact, actually, for me, that's a better way of saying <laughs> Um Because, you know, most of the time it's like, all right, uh, let's let's sh- let's take the sho- shirt off your shoulder there a bit, you know. All right, I'm that bit, and, you know, five hours later you're down to a knickers. <laughs> um, but, no, I think, um, or if you know, I mean, I, I'm quite equally happy saying, hey, I want to see your cock pull it out. You know, so i not Sure. That, can you get him marred? You know, why isn't he... And then this, there's this a whole series of problems that come up from that, you know, too. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a whole series of problems. Yes. What <laughs> performance type of,
3: anxiety. Performance
1: anxiety. Uh, and that, and then... his um,
3: shyness.
1: And then, you know, so all of a sudden it's like... It's very interesting. I mean, it's, it, it's very, very interesting. It's something that we do as humans every day... I don't know what the statistic is. I think somebody's having sex every minute of the day or every second of the day throughout the world, somebody's having sex. Sure. How we do it, and, um, but then we, we can't show it. It's bizarre. Um, why can't we show it? We don't talk about it. We, and we're so hypocritical. I mean, there's sex everywhere on the news. Everything is about sex, but you, can't, you can only go so far... And it's such a hypocritical nature that I think we live in. But I can understand that there's, that's, there's a reason why. I've tried to put a portfolio of my best work together and I've tried to mix sex- pictures set of a very strong sexual nature with fashion and architecture and landscapes and whatever it is I'm doing. They just don't seem to fit. Hmm. It does not fit. Um and maybe because you know maybe my approach in the, the, the pictures of the sexuality the one those, those ones I approach in a different way but I try not to
0: Mastercast.com while you're there yes leave a voicemail by looking at the phone number there 917-720-7304 and you can leave a comment you can leave a question you can leave your soul whatever you want you can just go ahead and do it right there and just leave a voicemail And, of course, you can click the Donate button if if you uh, want. You can use PayPal or your credit card. Uh, There's a whole bunch of different options, and it's all anonymous. I don't see any of your payment information when you do that. So thank you again, and uh, more episodes more frequently, I promise. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.